Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thursday morning, what is up, Richmond? We are live in the Country Club of Virginia. Big treat for you today. We're going to be talking to some of the best golfers on the PGA Tour champions as we get ready for the 2023 Dominion Energy Charity Classic out here at CCV. And uh, let's start with the bang with the defending champ. Stephen Elker is kind enough to join us for a few minutes before he goes out for the Pro-Am. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And uh, so w- what comes with being the defending champion? You get to walk with a little little extra strut, a little ec- you, you feel extra good coming in? Yeah, I think so. There's always uh, you know, a good vibe coming back to somewhere you've won, and, and I, like, I love the golf course. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's always a, a positive. And, um, and, and I, just, I just love being in the Richmond area. Now the people get behind this event, and um, it, it's a fun week. That's awesome. And uh, so what is it about this course, this event? Everybody loves coming back here, and, and we're in the playoffs. Yeah, well, first of all, you know, it's a first playoff event. So if you've made that, yeah, you're doing okay. You want to try and advance and get to the next week. So uh, that's always good. And then um, just a, a good golf course. You know, guys like coming to a good golf course. Uh, some of the best greens we put on all year. You, know, you can't you can't beat that. So uh, there's a lot of positives. You know, people get behind the event, and um, as I said, it's just a really fun week. The, the the best greens you put on is that the maintenance crew is that the grounds crew the layout they they do an amazing job I mean we got fine bent greens here and and to keep them as good as they do for all the different conditions you have here in Richmond um, it, it's about as good as it gets. I love it. Well, we appreciate you taking a few minutes to join us today. A lot of folks will be out here this weekend. Sold out crowd tomorrow, as we mentioned, so it should be a really fun weekend. Fantastic. Look. We are live at the Dominion Energy Charity Classic. Uh, golfer Steve Flesh joins us now. And uh, you've been here before. You, you know the drill. What is it about this tournament and, and this course that, that you guys love coming back to? Well, they take great care of us here. Um, not so much from just off the golf course, but the, you know, the golf course itself is always in great shape. I think everybody enjoys coming to put such great bent grass greens. Richmond's a good town. And uh, it's just, a, you know, the Country Club of Virginia is just a great spot to host us this week. And, and uh, we always enjoy coming back. I love hearing it. Where where are we at right now in the in the tour champion? So many new guys coming through, and you know, so many big names out here. How do you feel about the tour and, and kind of where it stands? It's great. We have so many new guys coming out that played in what everybody considers the Tiger era, um, you know. And I think the complexion of the tour is changing a little bit so much that it's always a 
it's always a fun tour, but now it's becoming so much more competitive because there's so many more guys who um, uh, have a chance to win the golf tournament, I think, where um, before we had, um, you know, probably 30, 40 guys who could, who could probably win a tournament week in, week out, and now it's more like 60 because there's just, it's so competitive, and everybody is, seems to be working harder now than even they did five years ago when I showed up on this tour. So um, it's tough. It's tough to win out here, and the guys who are winning um, are playing some really good golf. Steve, you've done more live live TV hits, live radio hits than I have over the years. This, this is our equipment here. I've got to put my finger on it. That's what <laughs> solves the problem here. I've diagnosed the problem. Got the producer in the ear. You, you've done some golf TV. Um, what, what's, what's the key to, to keep it keeping it moving out there? What, what do you? If, if I go out there this weekend, what, what should I watch for? Um, it's always fun to watch guys uh, warm up on the range. But what you realize on the range is everybody hits a good. Uh, they wouldn't be here if they didn't. So um, I would watch uh, par threes if you really want to see guys, you know, maneuver their iron shots around a little bit. Or if you want to see guys bomb the driver, go to, you know, some holes where you know everybody's going to hit a driver like 18 on the back nine or, um, you know, um, let's see, five on the front nine. But there's a lot of good holes here to watch. You know, the, the par three fourth hole um, is really exciting. You know, it, uh, the tour staff does a great job of when they move the pin placements around on it, they'll put that pin front left one day, and you know, they might only play at 150, 160 yards where, you know, it kind of brings the water in play, and it's it's a tough shot for the guys. But, um, you know, the the par 5, 16th is probably where I'd hang out, and that's where they've got some grandstands put yeah. up for everybody. You know, guys, there's going to be some eagles there maybe throughout the week, a lot of birdies, and it's a pivotal hole in the golf tournament too, especially finishing up on Sunday. So um, there's plenty of spots to watch, but, you know, I don't think you can go wrong anywhere around this golf course. I love it. Steve Flesch joins us from the Dominion Energy Charity Classic. Tickets still available for Saturday and Sunday sold out tomorrow. Got the, the businessman special out here tomorrow. <laughs> Come out during the day, enjoy, enjoy some beverages on the terrace, enjoy some, some great golf pro-am day today. Uh, you're going out this afternoon, right? You haven't, you haven't right. gone out yet. Um, what, what, what do you what do you try to do on pro am day? Are you are you getting locked in? Is is that you know? Are you, are you scouting out the course as you go around? Well, I am. I'm using just to basically see how the golf course might play tomorrow and leading into the golf tournament. The firmness, the softness, the firmness of the fairways, the softness of the greens. You know where what the state of my game is. Um, but our job on, on this tour, because programs are such an integral part of, of our tour and the support and the sponsorship that we have, is to make sure that we – our golf is secondary on a day like today. Our job is to make sure that our amateurs have a good time. And we want their – you know, whoever they are to, to come back and want to keep sponsoring our events and keep being a part of it. And that's our main goal on a pro-am day. A lot of people think that we're out there trying to shoot a score and grind and whatever. We're paying attention to our games, but our job is to make sure they have a good time. Whether it's helping them read their putts, give them a tip on why they might not be hitting it well, and just in general, we want that five hours or whatever with them to be to be a fun time for them. Because if they if they say, "Oh, this guy was a jerk" or "It wasn't a good time," they're not going to come back, and that that hurts not only the tournament here, but you know the image of our tour in general. So. That's our main priority on Wednesdays and Thursdays. I love it. I've, I've never heard anything but great feedback from, you know, the community comes out to sponsor this. It seems like you get a great turnout every year. And, yeah, they, not just you, but, but the other guys on tour seem to really 
embrace this event in this city and I know that love's felt right back. Yeah, it, it, like I say, Richmond's a great town, and um, we visit a lot of towns that I would consider, you know, smaller to mid-majors, so to speak. You know, the the tour hits the Chicago's and the New York's and the big cities, but we hit a lot of uh, places like Akron, Ohio, Des Moines, Iowa, um, you know, Madison, Wisconsin, you know, in Richmond, which which you know they're not big cities, but they're they're big they're big cities, but they're not the biggest cities. Yep. And we just bring, you know, I think professional golf of, at any level is good at those cities. And I think, you know, it's it's fun for us because we feel the support when we come into the community. So it's it's a good time for everyone. Nice. 28 events this year. You're going south after this. You finish, finish up the season in Miami and Arizona. Get one last, one last little breath of fall for you here before you go down uh, and finally warm up. I think everybody by this time of the year is kind of ready for the season to be over. <laughs> the last day um, of school vibes. Exactly right. And, and you know, I was walking in, and Ken Tanagawa and I were talking. He's just like, man, this has been a long year. And it, it just is. It's so much time on the road, living in hotels. And, yeah, we chose this living. But by the end of the year, I think everybody's ready to kind of get some time at home and not have to worry about jumping on an airplane the next week. But we have we have three great playoff events going uh, we get a week off next week before, I, obviously, as you say, Boca, then uh, um, Phoenix for the Schwab Cup. But, Schwab Cup, but you know, you want to be in the playoffs and you want to have a chance to win, and that's all that's important in the playoffs for us. And uh, everybody's looking forward to um, not only playing well, but getting a break here sometime soon. Beats not playing this time of year. Yes, it's, <laughs> if you if you're not in the playoffs, at you know, 72 guys, then you know you probably haven't played your best golf. So the goal is to get here, to have a chance to move on, and and uh, you know, again, we're grateful to be in Richmond. We're, it's been we've been here a number of years. Golf course is fantastic, but um, you know, it's it does give you the element of a playoff vibe. This the way they set this event up and the way they run it. So um, yeah, it's good. It's a good spot. It's uh, Steve Flesh, kind enough to join us on nine ten. The fan this morning. Now, you're a Kentucky guy. I am. All right, basketball, football. You- you got it all these days. Well, you, if you could quit hogging the success, that would be <laughs> fantastic. Well, lately the, the basketball always gets the high acclaim, but really they've they've struggled. They, you know, yeah. it's, I I'm a not a big proponent of the one and done deal, yeah. and that's what Calipari has kind of lived on. It's worked some years, other we, years it's been a total disaster, which has kind of been lately, but. I love Kentucky football, too. Uh, Coach Stoops, not that I really know a lot about football, has really turned that program, I wouldn't say around. I think he's just highlighted that, you know, Kentucky's, you know, a really good contender in the SEC. They beat in Florida three years in a row. I'm not going to sit and throw stats out at you. But, you know, then they went down to Georgia and just got wiped off the field. So um, I think Kentucky is – their football team is has gotten a lot of notoriety, but they've got to – to win that program-changing game, like go to Georgia and shock them, or you know, don't lose to Missouri the f- the following week, yep. where you know it's kind of like it's not so it's it's a reverse trap game. You know, <laughs> they they got killed in Georgia. Yep. You think they'd come out and, and have it all figured out, but they didn't. They didn't uh, play a great second half at Missouri. But football team's a lot better. I'm still a basketball guy at heart. There, grew up watching Kentucky basketball, so. Um, now I've got at least two sports uh, at UK to really pay attention to and, and visit. I'm a Kansas guy, KU, the other the other UK, and uh, the same thing. You turn on the TV at the start of the year and you watch. I don't know who any of these guys are. You gotta yeah. relearn the whole team every year. I don't year. like that. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I, 
I seem to be in a minority because everybody you know who follows Kentucky basketball is like, oh yeah, we got you know all these five stars starting the year, and I'm like, I get it, but it takes me like five to ten games to figure out yeah. who they are, who's good, who's <laughs> yep. not good, who's going to need more than a year, and then the whole speculation is who's leaving. I mean, from the beginning of the year with Kentucky basketball, they're trying to figure out who's going to go to the draft. I'm like, how about we just figure out who's going to play well on this team? You know, and let's worry about the draft next year. But, I mean, lately, hell, let's get to the NCAA tournament and have a chance. I you think know? people forget college basketball is fun. It doesn't have to be scouting guys for the NBA. You can, it is. You can but, just enjoy it. But eh? Cal hasn't – Cal's kind of become the guy who, <laughs> hey, if you, want to, if you want to get to the league, go here. But – you know, it's not only Kentucky, but Kansas, North Carolina, Duke. I mean, every all those blue chip teams are going to get get great players. But um, I think my worry is that that's all Cal's kind of being known for is the guys he's gotten to the NBA. Where you know he's a great coach, but he doesn't do himself any favors when he's trying to you know cobble a team together out of all these new you know eighteen year old kids. That can't be easy. Every year can't be easy, <laughs> and and you know I think I'm guilty like a lot of people. You expect these kids to be seasoned veterans you know playing for kentucky basketball but it's just they're kids you know it's i mean 18. i have a, i have a 21 and a 25 year old now and i remember how they were when they were 17 18 i'm like <laughs> they weren't mature enough to handle the responsibility of just you know coming into being an adult i can't imagine the pressure that's put on these kids at kentucky to play great basketball but no doubt um it's fun to watch. It's fun to yeah. watch. Yeah, we keep coming back for more. It gives my off season a lot, <laughs> a lot more stuff to do because I, you know, I, I watch every game they play, and it's you know, TV's great, SEC Network, yeah. whatever you can always watch them. But you know, I'm a tough fan though. I expect a lot. <laughs> yeah, Kentucky's known for that, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, he's Steve Flesh. He talks golf. He talks basketball. Uh, the, the whole works. If you ever want to just host this show, let me know. You can do that anytime. Dominion Energy Charity Classic this weekend. Get your tickets for Saturday. And Sunday, thank you so much for joining us. Great to be with you. I'm glad I could be a part of it. All right, we'll step aside back with more on 910 The Fan right after this. Back 1118, this is MP on the mic, 910 The Fan. Now 105.1 FM, always live worldwide. On the free Odyssey app, we are live today from the Country Club of Virginia, James River Course. It is Pro-Am Day. Been chatting with some of your favorite golfers from the PGA Tour champions who will be competing this weekend at the Dominion Energy Charity Classic. Uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. Weather's great today for the Pro-Am. Got our first golfers uh, from this morning's program trickling back in, and we are expecting to chat with Richard Green uh, of the Champions Tour here at 11:45. Uh, our guy Lane Casadani of CBS Six will be in the next segment. You know we're always talking Commanders on this program. Hit the rewind button on the free Odyssey app to listen to that. And Dells, uh, I, I hit my hottest take earlier in the week. Coach Eric Bieniemy, defensive coordinator Bill Belichick. That's, that's, that's eyes on the prize here. That's what I'm seeing for next year. Or reverse. If you, you know, if this is all about the record for Belichick and, and passing Don Shula, he can be the coach. The enemy can run the offense. Whatever. I don't want Belichick touching my offense, though. Get your dirty hands off my offense. He's, uh, 
He's he's proven that over the last few years. I, I get that Mac Jones isn't any good, but I I think Belichick's more of a defensive guy than an offensive guy. That's uh, I, I think he's just that's that's the genius. That's the genius I want to harness here. But we got we got live and local football tonight. Uh, James Madison, the Dukes, uh, first of a couple Thursdays filled with football here because uh, next week it'll be Hokies football. That'll be right here on uh, 910 The Fan, a little Thursday night football. Our guy Lane Casadane rolling through, looking good here, uh, ready to cover some golf on a beautiful day out here. Uh, Thursday night football next week with the Hokies tonight with James Madison uh, put their undefeated record on the line at Marshall. And uh, you know Kurt Signetti. He, uh, he is not sunshine and flowers when he conducts a press conference. In fact, he, he busted out one of the oldest cliches in the book yesterday during his press conference, trap game. Here it is. In my mind, like, this is a trap game. You guys like that term, trap game. I know you do. This is a trap game. Uh, last year, they came here, uh, had lost three out of four, and from the middle of the second quarter on, completely dominated us, completely. Uh, they've lost two in a row after a fast start, so I know they're not pleased about that. And I'm sure they're eager uh, to get back on track in front of their home crowd. So um, this is a good football team we're going to play, and we got our work cut out for us. He just wondered, did that guy uh, did that guy work with Nick Saban? It's it's hard to tell uh, based on on the way he talks. He calling out his quarterback during the bye week, uh, calling out. Uh, you know, uh, Marshall is the trap game. And look, these guys beat Virginia Tech. They're not. They're not nobody. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a fun game. The short turnaround on the Thursday night. Look forward to watching JMU tonight. You good? To, you good to jump in here? Yeah, absolutely. Abs- yeah, I was going to say, turn the mic up. All right, we have we've made that mistake once already. <laughs> and I, I thought Steve Flesh was doing a bit. I thought he was doing a Jack Nicholson impression, but no, that's how he talks. <laughs> He's sitting here. He's Jack Nicholson here, hanging out, talking golf with us. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get. He was. Uh, he was an analyst on Fox, and I would—I've got to imagine—we'll pull up the old tweets. There was probably a lot of uh, a lot of people saying that when he was uh, breaking it down uh, back in the day it's on a good, Fox. It's a—it's a good impression, whether he means to or not. <laughs> it's a good impression. All right, this is our guy Lane Casadane. Uh, we'll talk about the golf. Uh, talk about CBS Six Final Score Friday on a golf weekend. It's all—you know—it always all happens at once. That's always the way it has to be. Um, but start this JMU Marshall game. JMU's undefeated. This is a—it's—it's te- it's the short turnaround. It's the road. Right. But if they keep running the table, man, this snowball's going to build the pressure to let them into the postseason. I don't know how they were kept out last year. Yeah. Had, how many teams had losing records last year that got into a bowl game? Off of their bowl win APR percentage. Three like, or four, anyway? This isn't quiz bowl lane. This is football. <laughs> okay, gotcha. All right. <laughs> but anyway, but there were teams that were yes. far less deserving than the Dukes yeah, yeah, I, that got to the postseason because of, oh, ima- <laughs> yeah, the NCAA <laughs> with an archaic rule. Wow, I'm stunned. <laughs> Color me surprised. Uh, but I don't know how they keep them out, especially if they're ranked, yeah. which if they win tonight, they probably will be. They're 26th they're the in first team out right now. First right. team out. They're a little further behind in – uh, the AP that I think the coaches in terms of the distance between 25 and 26. You, but ESPN tonight, though. You went on ESPN as number 26. Oh, come on. You're in. People are watching. Uh, see? No Dukes. <laughs> Dukes. See that everywhere. But, yeah, I don't know how you keep – especially if they're ranked. Okay, let's say they have one loss uh, somewhere down the line. Um, I don't know how you keep them out. I don't know how the Sun Belt keeps them out. 
you talk about the Sun Belt title game, right? They make these conference title games to showcase the conference, showcase your great play. You're gonna you're gonna leave that team out of your showcase game. But I understand why the Sun Belt doesn't do it because Could, there's no the opportunity tie-in. to advance. Yeah. So the Sun Belt doesn't want to shoot themselves in the foot yep. by you know getting oh the guy that won is not eligible for us, so you're screwed. Um, <laughs> and I understand why they're doing it, but I don't know how you keep them out. I mean. I don't understand the rule in the first place because obviously if somebody moves up, there should be a learning curve. There should be a couple of steps in between jumping up and, uh, and, and being able to compete. Well, JMU took it two steps at a time apparently. so They're being penalized for being good enough to contend immediately. But the penalty doesn't make any sense. No, no. If you are good enough – Okay, and they're so good, go. they changed the rules now. It's $5 million to jump up. Like, oh, right. This should yeah. be, like, the best story. Like, we should be celebrating this. Like, sure. everybody, look at what this team did. Like, these guys from Harrisonburg, Virginia, and says, like, let's well, make sure that never happens again. But have you seen any kind of explanation for why you need to wait two years? Look, Tez Walker got activated in week five by the NCAA. They long ago stopped making sense. Well, hey, yeah. Joe Bamisil, we're going we're gonna to find out about that like an hour before tip-off on opening night, you know? I mean, just, They're certainly it, taking their time. They're taking their time. What, what, what are they doing there? We're playing yeah. basketball. We had the black and gold game. Right. Yeah. Right. It, um, Lane Casadani, CBS 6, joining us for a few minutes. Uh, we're out here at the Dominion Energy Charity Classic Golf Tournament. The, the morning golfers went off at about 8. They'll be coming in a little afternoon. After noon, 12 p.m., that group included our friend Parney. That's uh, where I'm headed after it, this. I got to go. Uh, yep. I got to go get a couple of. Now I will say they're this. in at 125, so we got time. We got oh, time to do. grab. We got okay. time to grab some right, lunch. Think this may stun you. Things are moving a little behind schedule. Oh, uh, really? I know that has never happened at a professional uh, sporting event. The pro-am <laughs> is, is moving slow <laughs> at, at, at any sort. Um, That's that is stunning. Again. Uh, you're just full of surprises. We'll be done around one fifteen. There's your uh, there, there's okay. your text. We we got time to sort it out. You, I love this event because it's so casual. All the golfers are just great. Like yeah. when they make the senior tour, when they make the tour champions, they they just like something switches and they're all competitive. They all want to win out here, but they're all super easy to deal with and having fun. Because it, this doesn't make or break their career. This doesn't make or break their livelihood. They are really out here. You know. Uh, it, if they weren't here, they'd be playing $100 Nassau's, you know, at their own country <laughs> club at home somewhere. This just has a little more juice to it. Yep. Um, they can still be competitive without having to worry about hitting it 350 yards off the tee, unless you're Phil Nicholson, who did that <laughs> here a couple of years ago. Um, I, ha- I was lucky enough to play in this Pro-Am once, and we got to play with Corey Pavin. Nice. Who he could not have been a nicer guy and still had that old mallet head putter yes. that he used in the 95 yes. Open. And still uses it – He well, he used it up until that point um, because he said, you know, I've tried every putter in the world, but this one just feels better for me. Yeah. And he doesn't make everything with it, but he still had that thing. I think it was at that point he was probably 40 or 50 years old, but he wasn't retiring it from the bag anytime soon. And it's – you know, you don't get stories like that. <laughs> From these, you didn't get it from them when they were on the PGA no. Tour, but you can get it from them now. Yep. And a lot of these guys are actually contemporaries with a guy from my hometown that was the 92 PGA Tour Player of the Year, uh, a guy named Wayne Levy, who I think his, his biggest claim to fame was he was the first one to use an orange golf ball. 
Okay. Regularly. Him and uh, a guy named Jerry Pate, who okay. I think won the 1980 Hawaiian Open. He was the first one to win with an orange ball. There's a poll. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> that's what you, you know, when you come from my hometown, you tend to remember the two people that actually made it out. Um, the other one was, uh, the, other one was uh, the guy that played uh, Bruno Tattaglia in The Godfather. Ah. He was in one scene when they took care of, uh, of um, you know, the, the henchman there. That's awesome. Uh, but he was from my hometown as well. So I love it. Lane Casadani is here with us. So, Stubb, we're going blown through the break here because we got a caller. So this is wild. Um, Two people now have walked by and just randomly hit us with a, with a Go Dukes. It, um, yeah. It's everywhere. Robert's on the phone and Glenn Allen. He wants to hit us with a Go Dukes, I think. Robert, what's up, dude? Uh, I don't want to say Go Dukes. Um, Uh-oh. I'm, I'm old, I'm, I'm old to Bingham Grand. And oh. we had to set out like everybody else did. We there, And the reason, and what I remember, of course, it was back in 13, 14, but the reason they gave was that you were moving from 60-some-odd scholarships for 1AA to 80-some scholarships for 1A. And it was basically to help you transition into that for additional scholarships and just, I guess, into the level of football. And so I'm tired of the JMU people complaining and whining about it. They, every, every other team that's ever transitioned has had to sit out for two years. Uh, JMU uh, voted back in – 2012, I believe, or 13, when we were the rightful CAA football champ, they voted that we couldn't be a CAA championship in any sport. And they, they had the same medicine exit in the CAA, but they voted, we didn't vote against them because we weren't in a CAA, but they voted against us back then, which I think is crazy. I don't like that rule. And so what's good for them is good for everybody else. And I just don't think, you know, I, I, I don't think whether the rule is good or bad, change the rule. But they should not be an exception because they're just like everybody else, even though they're having a good run the last, you know, uh, uh, ten and, years. And Robert is right about the scholarship thing because it gives you a couple of years. You Build can't just job. you can't just add twenty five yeah. scholarships all at once, and that's that is. That- Alliances and personal biases aside, you have to admit that having a team that may be nationally ranked and could very well end up being undefeated not in a bowl game at the end of the season makes little to almost no sense regardless of who that team is. That's uh, yeah, it's a good good call there from Robert. Uh, with hearing from, we got to hear from both sides here, right? I've I'm, I'm put my journalism entirely on the show. We got to hear from both sides. Oh no, I, it's it, my wife went it, to Old Dominion. She, you know, so it, I understand. They were where mad that's then, from. right? They were mad then. Right. JMU fans are mad now. I just I'd like us all to come together and agree it's a stupid rule, oh, uh, yeah, and it, it needs rule. to be changed. I'd like to fact check though, because ODU was eligible for the Conference USA title game in year two after the move. They were granted an exception by Conference USA. Now, that's up to the Sun Belt if they want to let JMU in or not. Conference USA did let them in. That was Heineke's last season. They only went 6-6. Six and six. That's what we expected out of JMU. We didn't expect this. No. We didn't expect – I mean, they, they shot up like a rocket ship. Um, last year, 5-0, and oh, ranked 25th in the country. Incredible. It had stubbed, stubbed their foot at uh, Troy – no, excuse me, Georgia Southern, and then um, Marshall got them at home. So they had two consecutive yep. losses, and I think they finished eight and three last year, in the regular season. I think, um, but last week they took care of that Georgia Southern loss, and now they get a chance to pay Marshall back 
for what they did at Bridgeforth last year. On the short week on national don't TV. Don't think a guy like Kurt Signetti is it like last week. <laughs> yep. He mentioned they said, oh. do you bring up that loss to Georgia Southern? He said every <laughs> single day. He said, I would be a fool if I didn't. Um, and you understand that, you know, it's an emotional game. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I have an intern this semester, and part of her – uh, weekly job has been to go through Kurt Signetti's press conferences on Monday night. Yep. She, he's a happy dude, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Mr. Personality, she calls it. It's him. a trap game. It's rat poison. And you know what, though? But he And he also he called out uh, McLeod earlier this season, which raised a lot of eyebrows. And I know, it worked. Uh, and sometimes, you know, we love that. Because we hear so many cliches. We hear so much coach speak. Yep. You know, we're never allowed – into the inner sanctum to find out what's really going on. So when a coach or a player dares, I saw you heard you played Trevor May a little bit a little while ago, exactly what the players think of the guy that signs the checks. We never get to hear that. So it's it's awesome for us. (laughs) We love that. All right, but before we let you go here, David T. was on earlier in the week. Mm -hmm. We were talking Dudley because it's time to start thinking about it. He said, I think it'll go to a defensive player this year. Not only you've got – so many great defensive linemen everywhere. you got John Pius at William & Mary, who you have to consider part of this discussion, even as these, these big boy schools, I mean, are, are rolling. It's, it's a fascinating year. And Tristan Wheeler at the University of Richmond, who is going to end up being second all-time in their tackling uh, list. Hard to ignore that. Um, but, and it's <laughs> – this is funny. One of our – and I know I've told, I've told Michael this story before when he's been in, this, in the station. One of our producers that helps us – present the Dudley Award with our show in, in December, was looking at the trophy yep. with all the winners on it. And he's circling around, and he's looking at all the plaques, and he said, how come Michael Vick's name isn't on this? Yeah. It's a wonderful question. And it goes back to who the schools nominate, because the voting panel can only consider those players that have been nominated by the schools. So it will be interesting to see which player each program picks. I think you're right. I think a lot of defensive guys will be on that list this year, and those are the only ones from which we get to consider. Um, but I think you're. I think uh, John Pius. He was a finalist last year. Um, I think Wheeler will be on there. I think a couple, you know UVA and Virginia Tech still have a lot to play for. Somebody could pop up there. No doubt uh, that we're not thinking of right now. So I, right now it's a wide open race. I don't know that we've had a chance to say that very often in the last 10 years or so, but if you ask me to pick a winner right now, I don't think I could do it with any degree of certainty. No, it's part of the fun. And uh, Frank Beamer only nominated seniors. That was his thing. And Michael Vick, of course, never, never was a senior at at Virginia tech. All right. We got to step aside. Lane Casadani. Thanks for dropping by. Uh, Speaking of Beamers, we got to play the clip of of Shane Beamer on the way back. We haven't played that yet today. Broke his foot. Yes. He was so frustrated. He lost something he shouldn't have. And then we'll, uh, we'll have our final interview out here. We'll chat with Richard green. We're live from the country club of Virginia. It's MP on the mic. This is nine ten. the fan. Now one Oh five, one FM. All right, we're back, 11.42 for real this time with uh, Richard Green. Uh, welcome to the program again. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> You're a regular, first two-time guest here on the Champions Tour. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing, getting used to this. All right. Um, so your first year on the tour, uh, what's it been like to, to join the Champions Tour and uh, now 
you know, in Richmond here for the playoffs. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, you know, probably gone a little bit over and above of what, you know, I'd hope, hope to do this year. But in, in, in all respect, I've sort of set a goal of finishing top 36, you know, in the first first season, and, and, and I feel like I'm there. So, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with how I've performed this year, uh, you know, first year out amongst this caliber of field. Great. I mean, you look around, so many big names in these fields, such a great time to be on this tour, so much energy and so many names people recognize. What, what's it like to, I guess, reunite with so many people that, that you know and, and, and be out here with such big yeah. names? Yeah, that's a, it's always good. You know, it's always part of that. You know, like I was saying before, you know, from 45 to 50, you're sort of, you're in that bit of a flat zone as a golfer. You don't know where you stand and all of a sudden you're out here playing on the Champions Tour back in... Uh, in the standard of golf that I used to play in majors in, you know, the, the field quality was like playing a US Open or a yeah. British Open or a, or a US PGA or something like that. It, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the highest quality for my generation. So um, it's pretty cool to be out here amongst the guys and, and, and have a bit more of an opportunity to play golf alongside them. Awesome, man. What are you seeing from this course so far? Uh, you've been Tons of compliments on, on the course yeah. and the shape it's in this yeah, week. Yeah, the course is amazing. You know, probably the some of the best greens you know, we've seen all year and, you know, beautiful true surfaces to putt on. And, and that's been my thing coming from Melbourne in Australia. You know, we're used to, you know, really nice, pure, tr true surfaces and not not so much of the, the Bermuda grass. But, um, you know, so I'm, I'm lapping it up a bit this week. I love yeah. it. Now, look, you're, you're a car guy? Yeah. A big car yeah. You're yeah. in the NASCAR capital here. Yeah. Any, any NASCAR well, in there? Is it all oh, yeah. in I've Formula just, One? Uh, okay. I've just been to, we went to Talladega only a couple of weeks ago. How about that? And, uh, and rented an RV for the week and, and did the, the traditional American thing. <laughs> went, to, went to Talladega for the NASCAR. It was awesome. You did the Talladega in the RV? Yeah, literally, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What, what was that like? It was so much fun. <laughs> I, had, I had my daughter with me and uh, a couple of, you know, my caddy, uh, Hodgie, and and Tara's boyfriend, and, and we just had a ripping time. Yes. Just, just fantastic. Do you have a driver? Uh, actually, next year, um, we're going to follow Shane Van Gisbergen, who's coming from uh, our series in Australia. Excellent. To race in NASCAR next year. And, um, you know, I, I, was a, I was a pretty good, I was a fan at Talladega and went and got my, um, um, my photo taken with one of the drivers um, who, ended up, who ended up wrecking across the line in the end. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a classic to watch, but... Uh, you know, it was uh, it was a, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. You know, we we're just getting Formula One now. We've just been been getting big in the states, yeah. so it's a it's a good time to good time to be into all things uh, all things cars. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's been my my thing. Some people watch football. I watch motor racing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You have a Formula One driver? Uh, no, only the Aussies. Uh, you know, Dan, Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, the one that that I've followed over the years. And, He's one and, of the most fun and, too. And Mark Webber and in his time and and all that. So it was always been been good to see an Aussie. And now Oscar Piastri's, you know, you know, doing really well. So as long as there's an Aussie in there, I'll follow it. What's 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 the best car you have in your garage at home? Um, uh, I've got a Porsche GT3 Cup, a okay. 991 Series yeah. One, and um, I love to you know race that on you know. Every, you know, maybe I'm, I'm like a, you know, three or four time a year golfer at racing, you know, I'll have a go, have a go and, and then try to be really good at it. <laughs> I'm to golfing as, as you are to, to auto racing. There yeah, we go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we're chatting with Richard Green here at the Dominion Energy Charity Classic. Tickets sold out for tomorrow. You can still get your tickets for Saturday and Sunday. And th this is it. You mentioned it's the playoffs. Chance to finish the season strong. H how do you approach 
these last three here to, to kind of secure that, that spot yeah. that you're hoping for. Yeah, well, you know, look, you've just got to keep keep working hard and keep practicing and, and, and keeping it, you know, I've, I've played well enough in the weeks leading up to it to build enough confidence to perform. So, you know, um, just keep working on things and fine-tuning the, the little things that may be costing some shots here and there to try to, you know, um, save a few shots here and there through the tournament and hopefully the rest of the game works, you know, and we'll, we'll see. Awesome. We'll look forward to seeing you out there, and uh, thanks for dropping by for a bit. Absolute pleasure. All right, there he goes. Richard Green, you're listening to 910 The Fan. We'll step aside for a minute. Now 105.1 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 